0: Yes, your bootness.
1: (laughs) How are you doing?
0: (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. I am still sober. Good. And I'm getting out of bed more often. It's not easy, you guys. It's just not Mm. easy. But it's happening and it's cool.
1: Getting out of bed.
0: No, the sober part. Oh. (laughs) Welcome to Michigan Murders Music, where we discuss Murders. In our gorgeous state, and we top it off with a little homegrown music, leaving you with a happy ending and on a good note.
1: Thank you for allowing us to seep into your ears. So many
0: people have shared us with their friends and let us go into their friends' ear balls nice. too. Super cool. That's mm-hmm. the only way we're going to get around. Mm. Besides, you know,
1: we have new the old-fashioned
0: way of getting around. <laughs> like by hand. <laughs> Is that how you did
1: it in the parking lot? <laughs> yeah, you get around pretty quickly, <laughs> and a reputation. <laughs> God damn it,
0: new listeners.
1: Kelly Hummel,
0: yeah. Doe.
1: Tom Rushing,
0: Jeff Martin.
1: That's a cool name, Tom Rushing. I like
0: it. I like yeah. Doe. Do
1: you have any more? Because
0: nope, that's it. Okay. I have some old buds
1: though. Okay,
0: Sky Dad. Old Grumpy Guy and April Durham, thank you all for listening.
1: Thank you. We have now co-conspirators.
0: Yeah, no more sugar mamas and daddies. Co-conspirators kind of fits more. I like it. And our co-conspirator is Emily Richardson. You rock. Emily. Every freaking month, Very you
1: rock. Your Highness, I have an explicit content warning. Uh, I really need to do this.
0: Yeah, I don't swear as much as I used to, but I still still get in there.
1: Mm -hmm. Her Highness will utilize very foul language. This is certainly not suitable for most ears, and especially young ears. So please remove your youngster from the room before listening to this. Also, if you work in a a shop where ventilation is semi-limited... Jesus
0: fucking Christ, open mm. the goddamn door.
1: Yeah, yeah. I... Don't use... don't
0: fucking get me going again, Booth. Well, I because why the fuck do you spray paint? <laughs> you aren't the only one. I got hit twice this week by dumb fucks. You're the first dumb fuck that spray painted don't with spray no ventilation. Don't spray paint things
1: in there. Go outside. The fumes are obnoxious, and people will get very upset and it leave. It pisses me They'll off. Leave. Not good for production numbers.
0: I'll fucking leave. I did leave. I had my hours in, but I was pissed. He had a great big fucking door right there. Yeah, that's the problem. Nobody, (laughs) nobody gives a fucking fuck there. And you did it in our house, so you're in trouble too. Twice in one week, I got fucking spray painted. I did it by idiots that didn't use goddamn ventilation. So how hard is it? (laughs) Open a fucking door. explicit
1: content warning ended. Okay, we would like to keep our podcast commercial free. God damn you. independent.
0: Took me a whole day to get over that from work. Fucking dick. You just riled me up for the good of the podcast.
1: So if, if if you're feeling a little tipsy, check out our website. Uh, we have like a tips jar in there. There is. And yeah. if
0: you look in the description you below, you can buy
1: merch. Wait, we don't we we have, don't have a website anymore. Yeah, we
0: do. It's still up. Oh, okay. I lied. I don't okay. know what the fuck is going on. We have a website. We have an app that won't work on Apple yet, but I'm working on it. I'm trying. We just want to put out good content. That's all, guys. The rest is just extras.
1: Your app is pretty
0: But pay us money. Anyways, that'd be great. Thank you. Do us
1: a favor and share us with a friend and follow us on all of the places. Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And you can email us if you want to.
0: michiganmurdersmusic at gmail.com. Thank you. That's it. Uh, This week we are featuring
1: Old Mountain Acid Test. And we're gonna road trip to Lake Orion.
0: Throw up your hand. Where's like Lake it. Orion? It's
1: right here. I used to live real.
0: It's like, kinda really down close. by the thumb in the little padding of the thumb area. Oakland County.
1: Uh, yep. Just uh What's by it? A stone throw. Uh well we've got Auburn Hills, so you know everything that's mm, in Auburn Hills. Everything cool. Pretty close to there is the pine knob.
0: You said Knob.
1: Is it called Pine Knob or DTE Uh, nowadays? I think it's DTE. Okay.
0: You see music there.
1: It's it's all right there. It's huge.
0: People love it there.
1: Look it up. Lake Orion. (laughs)
0: Look it up. Find a fucking map, would you? Today, we are going to discuss Jonathan Tyler Schmitz. This is case number
1: 95138448-FC. He resides somewhere in Michigan. Yep. Still. I don't know where. Jonathan, It's none your business. That's why I didn't put it down there. Jonathan Schmitz was brought into this world by his lovely parents, Alan and Connie Schmitz, on the 18th day of July, 1970.
0: Oh, the good old 70s. Mm-hmm. Jonathan was actually born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania but they wisely moved to our great state of Michigan when he was a young child. Jonathan's. as a, as a good move.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I wouldn't want to live there. Pennsylvania? Yeah. I'm just I'm judging but, for no reason at yeah, all. It's Michigan. <laughs> I like Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan seemed to have a pretty normal childhood. He enjoyed hunting with his father, just like a lot of Michigan kids do. It's pretty much what most Michigan kids do. I think he was
0: popular in high school, from what I could find. At the age of 24, Jonathan was working at a local restaurant called The Fox and Hounds.
1: From what I can discern, that restaurant was between Rochester Hills and Sterling Heights.
0: Was it a fancy place? Just
1: south of M59. No, no, no. Hmm. no I don't know. So Not I'm really.
0: assuming he was just kind of, you know... Enjoying his 20s, probably bartending and waitressing or wait, waiting, <laughs> wait, waiting tables. <laughs> I don't
1: know. On his tiptoes. On his tip-toes. No, that's not no. a homophobe hey. thing. God damn he it. was
0: newly single at the time of our story and he had just been broken up for like six
1: months with his girlfriend. He was also known around the area as a good kid. God, it's like you. Am I a
0: good boy? I'm
1: a good boy. I'm a
0: good boy. <laughs> I love doing that. I took out the trash. Am I I'm a good, good boy? <laughs> boy? <laughs> he liked to party, and he seemed to be enjoying this part of his 20s. Who doesn't enjoy their fucking oh. 20s? If you're not out there enjoying your 20s, get the fuck out there and enjoy your 20s. You Do will it. regret it if mm-hmm. you don't. Jeez.
1: At this time, Jonathan lived in an apartment in uh, Lake Orion Township.
0: He first became friends with Donna because she lived in the same apartment complex as he did. So they started hanging out as friends, you know, day drinking. I don't know. Day drinking. Whatever (laughs) friends do.
1: (laughs) Sounds fun to me. Smoking some weed. Right. In the spring of 1995, Donna and Jonathan were introduced to Scott Amadur when his brother, who also lived at the apartments, introduced them.
0: Yeah. So I guess like somebody was out working on their car. Oh, I think it was Scott's brother, yeah. and they were all kind of outside, and Scott saw Jonathan mm-hmm. and John, Scott was like, "Hey." <laughs> and then they got introduced I, and I get that That's yeah. when the Jonathan, Donna, and Scott became friends and they started hanging out more
1: frequently. So Scott Amador sounds very French, doesn't I it? like it. Yeah, he's the victim. But he loved the limelight. He also loved the 1980s and the 90s talk shows.
0: Oh Jesus! Sally, Jesse, Raphael,
1: Jenny Jones,
0: Montel Williams,
1: Steve Wilkos, Oprah. Who's mm-hmm.
0: that guy with the mustache? Um. Oh.
1: Uh. Did. Oh, did, he, he did the? Come
0: the on! Talk show. Everybody knows the, him. Uh, Steve Harvey. No. Oh. No, the shitty talk shows in the eighties
1: with a mustache,
0: yeah, he had a great big black mustache. <laughs> you don't remember, oh my God, you guys are gonna be like the guy from Mash you dumbass, no, he just had the cheesiest talk shows, oh oh, I, like know, who I know who you're talking about did I
1: know who you are talking about he
0: yes, yeah, uh, oh God that guy it.
1: uh, it's right here he used to be uh, like a uh,
0: serious, and he tried reporter. to
1: dig up the. The treasure. Uh, you
0: guys are out there yelling at fuck. your phones like, you dumb asses, it's this guy. Mm. Anyways, all of those fucking 80s shows were,
1: they were ridiculously
0: dramatic oh,
1: horrible. and horribly but fantastic. Horribly fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> one when day, you were having a really yes. shitty
0: day, you would just put one of those on and your life suddenly felt better. Yeah, and that's your phone vibrating.
1: Yeah, I'm turning Nicole. it off right now. Shut your phone. I thought it was off.
0: So now it's Yeah, off. it's one of those stupid 80s shows that everybody loves to hate, mm-hmm. but secretly you still watch them once in a while because it makes your own life feel just that much oh,
1: better. Yes. Just,
0: it's like watching Hoarders.
1: One day, Scott is chilling out watching the drama unfold on the Jenny Jones show when he hears this. P. Heard,
0: do you have a secret crush on someone? Boy or girl, call 1-800-MY-BABY. No, I'm just kidding. It was call the number 312-836-9455. And he left a message. Yeah, so Scott called that number and left a message. It was like, hey, I have a secret crush on this dude named Jonathan. He,
1: he stated that Jonathan knew that Scott himself was gay, but didn't know that Scott was crushing on him.
0: Yeah, so the show fucking calls Scott back. What are the chances? Scott was like, I'm going to call the Jenny Jones show. Probably 5,000 other gay guys are calling, or not even gay guys, just people who had crushes. They call him back and they're like.
1: uh... Okay, L- let me just say something off script here. Okay. If you're friends with a gay guy, mm-hmm. this sounds like a, a warning of if some you're sort. Of- <laughs> No, if you're friends with the gay guy, there's a really good chance that he's going to look at you and kind of, you know. I don't have, know.
0: I think that's a. Oh,
1: it's okay. It just I depends mean,
0: on each person, I guess. Most gay guys are like, dude, don't even worry. We're not looking at you, you dork. We know you're straight. So they, you know, those shows, they all had loads of clips like that.
1: Scott then calls his friend Donna while she is at work and and says something like, Donna, we're in really big trouble. He explained what he did, and the two of them had...
0: They had a little laugh about it, because they were like, oh shit, The show actually it's called you up. back, this is going to happen. The show apparently calls Jonathan also, and tells him that somebody he knows has a crush on him. And they did tell him that it could be a male or female. But Jonathan agrees to go on the show and find out who this crush is.
1: He, he told us a few people about this, and his father being one of them. He even said that he thought it might be the girl that he had just been dating a few months prior.
0: Yeah, he did get a bit suspicious of Donna and Scott, and even asked them if they were in on this. And, of course, Donna was like, no, we're not in on this. Are you fucking crazy?
1: March 6th, 1995, Jenny Jones starts the taping of her show by hyping her audience. You want to hear it, boo? I do. Let's go. Now, which of these ways would you choose to reveal your secret crush on someone? A, would you write that person a letter? B, would you tell the person in
2: private in case he rejects you? Or C, would you tell that person that you're gay and you hope he is on national television?
0: (laughs) Yeah, she was hyping up the audience. So the camera cuts to Donna and Scott sitting on a stage in their awkwardly small chairs.
1: Scott has asked some racy questions by Jenny Jones, like about things that he has fantasized about, this crush that is about to come out on this stage.
0: Yeah, he he says things like, yeah, I've thought about him being in my hammock. And uh, let's just say he brought out whip topping and some really... Um, you know risque things for the 80s jenny brings
1: jonathan out for a big reveal mm, this is so uncomfortable here. it seems at first he thinks his crush is donna but then he's told that it's scott
0: jonathan's face becomes a blank fake smile like he looks like he's happy but you can tell it's fake as fuck
1: they play the clip of Scott saying the sexual things that he has fantasized about doing with Jonathan.
0: Yeah. Jenny Jones was like, so we were talking to Scott just a few minutes ago before we brought you out on stage. And this is what he said. Oh, I'd like to have him in my hammock and do some stuff with some whip topping. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. So Jonathan is blatantly mortified. He says quite clearly that he is not interested and that he is, in fact, heterosexual, not gay.
1: You know, and
0: that's anything's wrong with that.
1: Right. Right. But this should have been the end of the story.
0: Story done. Yeah. Not interested. Sorry, guys. You're here for a reason. In the clip that is always played of this moment, you hear Jonathan say you lied to me while looking at Donna. That was in reference to him asking her if she was in
1: on this. I think that Donna was truly just naive and didn't think that Jonathan would be embarrassed by this, that he'd think it was all funny. Yeah,
0: I think they just thought it'd be this big, haha, this was a funny joke, let's go back home to our apartments and laugh about it.
1: Interestingly, I I would think that that was hilarious. If somebody pulled that on me, (laughs) high five. Good job. Nice.
0: You got one off on me, motherfucker. On national TV. You just wait for your revenge. (laughs) After the taping of the show in Chicago, the three of them went out to eat, and um, they actually stayed in Chicago that night.
1: Jonathan asked the other two if they wanted to change their flight to match his so they could all fly back to Detroit together.
0: Yeah, so still seeming like things are copaesthetic. Don and Scott were able to change— yeah, isn't that the right word? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Copacetic? It's all good. Copacetic? Copa static. Copa I'm gonna say Cabana. Copa. Copa Cabana. Da 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 I like Barry Manilow. Fucking Barry Man. He's talented.
1: Donna and Scott were able to change their flight and the three seemed to be in good spirits on their way home from the show.
0: When they arrived back in Detroit, I guess the three went to Scott's house for a few minutes and then they headed off to a local bar called Brewski's.
1: Oh, that's that's original. I
0: think it should be Brewski's, bro.
1: <laughs> Jonathan actually called his father from the bar and told him that the show hadn't gone really all that well. And uh, oof, not quite as the expected. Kinda, yeah. Mm hmm.
0: I think he actually told his dad that it was a gay guy yeah. and his dad's very homophobic. So Ooh. that didn't work Uh-oh. out very well. Then the three of them went back to Donna's apartment. Also the same place as Jonathan's basically to party after going to Brewski's the old
1: after party.
0: Yeah. The Brewski's after party.
1: Rumor was later spread that maybe something happened late that night between Scott and Jonathan, but it was never substantiated.
0: Like maybe a little mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Little, little kissy kissy. Mm-hmm.
1: Little. little pinch oh, and tickle, ow. uh yeah, slap and well, okay. For- <laughs> <laughs> well For <played. laughs> the next
0: two days, Jonathan worked down at the old fox and hound. What's it called? The Fox and Hound? Hound.
1: (laughs) After a fucking Disney movie. His co-worker said that he was angry about what had happened at the taping of the Jenny Jones show and definitely showed it while he was working for the next two days.
0: Yeah, I guess he was just bitching up a storm.
1: He was was being a little bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On the third day, Jonathan came home to a... Like one of those blinking construction lights that are Uh on top of a barrel. It had a note attached to it from Scott, and it was said something about, you need to fix this light. You have the right tool
1: for Uh, it. Oh.
0: (laughs) That was it. Jonathan. He lost his mind. uh,
1: He He went back to withdraw some cash money, and shit started going downhill from here. He then
0: drove his sweet 1981 Red Station wagon directly to Tom's Hardware. Where he bought shells for a gun that he didn't own yet.
1: Well, I mean, you have to be prepared. You right? do.
0: I would think you'd buy the gun and then the shells. But it appears that he bought the shells first. I don't know if I'm saying this wrong. It's a strong possibility that I fucked it up. <laughs>
1: he No, you're good. He drove to a different store f- filled out his background information, told the nice lady that he needed the double-aught shotgun because he was going hunting with his dad. He
0: got his Mossberg. Shit. 12-gauge, yep. And he paid a mere $249.99 plus the great state of Michigan sales tax. Yeah. I don't know what
1: it was at the time. Eh, Probably 6% back then. It could have been 4%. 6%
0: now, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Jonathan drove to the trailer park where Scott lived. Trailer park.
0: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: He marched up to the door and was let in by Scott's roommate.
0: I guess he went down the hall where Scott was, like in his bedroom or something, and they talked for a second. Jonathan said he needed to shut his car off, so he walked outside. And that's when he
1: grabbed his... Mossberg.
0: Shit! I got my moss And he
1: Shoot. came back into James the door Brown, and knocked again. This Shoot. time, Scott opened and yelled to his roommate, Gary, help. He's got a gun.
0: As he picked up one of those Papasan Brown chairs. Remember those? Looked like a bowl.
1: So it, it was like wicker
0: kind of. No. Oh, my God. That? Yeah, it had oh, the cushion thing in you're it. You're kidding me. He picked up one of those because that, it was good. right next to the door. I mean, what else you going to pick up? That'll block a shotgun. I'm just saying he tried to defend himself with I get all it. he had. I,
1: yeah, I get it.
0: So he picked up the Papasan chair and kind of pushed Jonathan away from him.
1: And then Jonathan shot him through the chair.
0: As Scott fell to the floor, Jonathan shot him one more time, turned around, got in his car, and drove away.
1: Gary, the roommate, called 911 right away. Scott, age 32, Was no longer alive.
0: It was just a few minutes later when 911 receives another call from Jonathan himself. Ma'am, I just shot, I think I just shot a man.
1: The operator's response was, okay, why did you do that?
0: I fucking love that. Okay, well, why did you do that? Jonathan actually told her why he did it. He said because he took me on the Jenny Jones show and embarrassed me and it pissed me off.
1: Gary would later testify the horror of seeing his friend being shot right in front of him. He testifies in court against Jonathan.
0: Scott's brother, Frank, was notified and he went to the scene right away to basically see what the fuck was going on. He sadly saw his brother's body being taken out of the home and media filmed his brother's body being taken out of the home. They still do that. I don't, under, I don't understand.
1: Media caught wind of the incident fast, and they were there to catch it all on video. Sadly, even the removal of Scott's body from his home.
0: Yeah, you can see his brother Frank in this video. And Frank would later say it all seemed just so unreal and like it was a like a movie.
1: Just weird. Mm-hmm. March nine. 1995, Jonathan would be seen arrested wearing a Michigan University sweatshirt on all of the news across all of the states.
0: Jonathan would be charged with first-degree premeditated murder
1: and felony firearm. By this time, although the Jenny Jones show had not aired, the dirty laundry from it had...
0: Kick him when you're up, kick him when you're down. Everyone kick him when you're up, kick him all right? around. Everyone, Everyone
1: knew... Around. That the basis of this killing was from embarrassment and homophobia.
0: Yeah. Sadly, homophobia still hasn't fucking died. Trial by jury started October 14,
1: 1996. This would also be one of the first court TV frenzies.
0: Yeah, boy.
1: Mm -hmm. No offense,
0: but I love it. I know. During the days in court, both sides would do what they do. They would try to shit on the character of the other person. That's what lawyers do. Oh, yeah. They shit on everybody's character.
1: Jonathan was said to have mental disorders and alcohol abuse problems, and he previously tried to commit suicide.
0: Of course, nobody knows that kind of crap when they put him on the Jenny Jones show. They're just like, hey, let's put this guy on Jenny Jones' show, Mm -hmm. not knowing what his history is.
1: Right. It's It's all about numbers and ratings.
0: money. Money.
1: Scott was said to become abusive when he was drinking.
0: Jonathan's father, Alan, was drilled on having said things about homophobia, his son not being gay, and all that good stuff.
1: Basically trying to prove that Jonathan did it all due to his family's embarrassment to the gay guy thing.
0: The friend Donna testified that after the show, when they were all hanging out, Jonathan didn't show any anger towards the situation at all. And Donna also said that that construction light and note were meant to be a joke.
1: You know, I very funny. Me, I, I would laugh at that. I, I'm, Not but I'm after different. this guy I'm has different. already
0: said, and this is the eighties, dude. Yeah. Not Ugh. after the guy has already blatantly told him. No, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not interested. Don't keep fucking leaving Done notes that. and saying you no. have the right tool to no. fix this. Like don't leave fucking it alone. do it. Yeah. You're
1: stoking the fire.
0: Fucking drop it, dude.
1: Yeah. There's a same few-
0: with a female male bitch. If if he she says no or he says no. Leave it. Leave it to be. Like he's leave not interested. It. There's eight hundred and sixty two thousand million people in this world. Go find somebody else. Oi.
2: People. Mm.
1: Mm. There's a few oddly important things to know about all of this trial and media stuff.
0: During the time that Jonathan was being tried for murdering Scott Amador, Scott's family was also starting a wrongful death and negligence suit against the Jenny Jones show.
1: It was a $50 million lawsuit against Jenny Jones, which was actually owned by Warner Brothers, who also owned Telepictures.
0: Guess what? Because all of this is one big, stupid, fucking-ass circle. The company that was being sued is the same company that owns Court TV, who was filming the trial and making money off of the television court proceedings and Jonathan Schmidt. So it's like, we're suing you, but you're also filming it all, and it's Mm -hmm. so fucking stupid. It's messed up.
1: A big theme from lawyers both then and now was you can't just go kill someone because you were embarrassed by what they said.
0: Yeah, but oh, he said it and then he kept poking the bear and he didn't just say it. He said it on a TV show in front of a live audience. Whether the TV show was ever shown on TV or not, there was still a fucking whole audience of people. And Mm -hmm. he had to go back home and explain what happened. It's going to come out. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I don't agree with those stupid lawyers. One lawyer said during the trial, you cannot kill another human being for words spoken by.
1: Oh, go ahead. Number 78.
0: One lawyer said during the trial, you cannot kill another human being for words spoken by that human being. Embarrassment is not an excuse for murder.
1: Jonathan sat in the courtroom rather stoic. The filming of that show had most likely been running through his mind for days.
0: Yeah, then at trial, they keep hauling out the fucking old VHS tape of the Johnny Jones show and re-showing clips in the courtroom. So he had to keep watching. Rubbing it in his face. Yeah.
1: After two days of deliberation on November 12th, 1996, the foreman of the jury announced their decision.
0: Guilty, guilty in the lesser offense of second degree murder and guilty of felony firearm charges. Jonathan sat with what looked to me as tears in his eyes and a stoic blank look on his face as Judge Potts addressed him. Your sentence will rob you of your youth, but not of your life.
1: Many people believe he should have been charged with first degree murder.
0: Jonathan was, I agree. I, I don't. Okay. Jonathan was sentenced 25 years minimum with the maximum set at 50 years.
1: Appeals were immediately filed as they are in every case.
0: Uh, I did and, not realize how many cases they just instantly were, were, appeal things. Mm-hmm. The second court is over. They're like, they already have papers typed up for appeals. But it's insane.
1: Like, yeah, but yeah, <sighs> but
0: yeah, exactly. In 1999, Jonathan would have a retrial Something to do with the jury selection and the first trial was jacked up, so they were able to get the second trial. And he was again found guilty by a jury of his peers. Is that how they say it?
1: Yeah, jury of his peers. (laughs) In August of 2017, after 22 years, Jonathan, surrounded by his family, would walk out of the doors of the Parnell Correctional Institute. He was 47 years old.
0: Media cameras were there shouting and yelling their questions at Jonathan. I love this girl. One of his, I think it was one of his family members. She flipped the bird to the cameras and she yelled, fuck off, get away from us.
1: Right, yeah, rightfully so. Oh, I love it. Yeah, just leave us alone at that point.
0: The media deemed
1: it the talk
0: show trial. We are all extremely familiar with courtroom drama today. Back then, this was all new stuff for the media, though.
1: The Jenny Jones show had successfully humiliated Jonathan and took away his life just, just for their ratings. ratings.
0: Fucking bitches. We mentioned that there was a lawsuit against the company that owned Jenny Jones, the uh, Warner brothers company. At first the amateur family won, but like three years later it was overturned and the media companies ended up with the win in the end. Big surprise.
1: Yeah. Big. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I tripped across the story last week when I was in bed being a lazy bitch by watching the show Trial by Media.
1: You're not I, lazy.
0: I had no idea it was going to be a Michigan bitch. story. And what happened back in the day, I remember it happening. Like I remember this news story, but I didn't know that it was Michigan people that were involved in this news story. It's freaking crazy. I cannot give Jonathan a hard time for what he did. Is murder okay? No, it's definitely not okay. But I can't dog him like I do most murders because he was kind of goaded and poked and pushed into it.
1: It's a, a little bit national humiliation thing.
0: Yeah, and sadly, How you, yeah, people cool. still do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Most of the talk shows ended up going off the air. The ones that didn't just kind of changed their ways a little bit. But you no longer see Jenny Jones. You no longer see a lot of those stupid ass talk shows. Which is great. We do get to still see, I almost thought of that guy's name. Son of a bitch. Geraldo Rivera.
1: Oh my God. Yes. Geraldo Geraldo. Rivera. I don't know. <laughs> I used to love watching It's such watching a fucked up
0: world. Every once in a things. while. Yeah, I don't like watching those kind of shows anymore. I'll watch, obviously, all the true crime stuff and the kids junior bake off. That's awesome. Hoarders. I watch Hoarders once in a while because, damn, my house looks good after I watch Hoarders. Yeah, it does. I look around. I'm like, mm, bitch, this place is mm-hmm. fucking fun. Mm.
1: Mm, don't yeah. get shot. Yeah, and don't put yourself in any situations where you may become victim of opportunity.
0: Here's the old mountain acid test.
2: Thank you for choosing Michigan Murders and Music. Please rate the show wherever you listen. Michigan Murders and Music is produced by the Boots. Episodes are researched and written by Your Highness. Edited by Your Highness. Views and opinions are the sole stupidity of us and us alone. Don't blame others, please. Listening to this podcast could quite possibly cause major problems to your earballs, and definitely will mess up your kids. Permission has been given to us by the bands, and we purchase our music on Bandcamp.com. Support your local music scene and all local music scenes.